have a lot of pros, right? And everyone says, what's it like coaching a pro? Well, they're elite level athletes. That's how they're categorized, right? But yeah. I also have elite level athletes at the high school and college, college uh, levels too. And, and this is how I define it. So as a coach, I have to give you as an athlete um, information process, yeah. okay? You in turn have to take that information, uh, process it, and apply it. Yeah. So with a, a say an average athlete, it may there may be a little disconnect in between the the the, ins, the processing information and then applying it how you want it to be applied. Yeah. With an elite level athlete like a pro, they get it. Welcome to the Miracle Academy. This is your host Scotty Cooper, and this is where miracles are expected. Hi there, this is Scotty Cooper with the Miracle Academy. Today is our first podcast, and I've got a really special guest today. This is Coach Rick Hagedorn. He, um, I actually knew of him in high school. He was the uh, the speed coach that all the fast guys went to. So I'd see these shirts that said speed burners, and I knew like, okay, this, I don't know who this guy is, but I know he's legit. And um, he's become part of our family here at Cooperstown Chiropractic. And, um, He's just a wealth of knowledge, and I always enjoy the conversations I have with him. So that's why uh, he's here today. So welcome, Coach. Thank you. Yeah. So the big things that I like, or that we talk about a lot, is that with us here at Cooper's Sound Chiropractic, we see health kind of in a different mindset. So we look for, other people look to diagnose a problem where we're more looking for function, and we end up finding things that others don't find. And what I really like about you is that you do that with speed and with athletes. And I think it's like you find these things that other people don't ever see. And I think it's, it's really cool. So like, can you tell us about like how you kind of developed that and how you were able to see those things with speed in athletes that others have never really been able to see before? Well, I don't, I don't know if it, the correlation is exactly that because you guys are a level above that and, and everybody's different but i think where, where it lands in some common ground is every person every athlete's different and they all have different flaws yeah. they might have all different causes of disease for instance and that's what uh, you and your dad are so good at uh, finding out but to me it's it, my methodology is based on each individual athlete so we don't blanket coach it because mm-hmm. everybody has different flaws yeah um and so des- uh, trying to find those flaws and, and correct them over time um which is why i do an evaluation with each, just like you guys do here, with each uh, individual athlete, so I know their flaws. So moving forward, when we group them, I can coach them effectively. Yeah. So, so that's it's pretty primary to the same way you guys do things a lot, a lot of the ways. Yeah. Just not as brilliant. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> so when you first came to us, like that first day when we did that consultation, what was it that gave you confidence in us when you and I were first talking when we first sat down for that? Uh, well, first of all, the background, I'll give you the background on it. My dad was diagnosed with lymphoma. Um, one of my athletes is Kyle Pecco, who is one of your patients and his wife, Julie, who's, who had the same type of lymphoma. And so what I did is I called Kyle and I said, hey, tell me about chemotherapy. My dad's 88. He's a little different than, than Julie, who was 23 or whatever it was, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I wanted to know what she went through and what we could expect with him. And the first thing he said was, I want you to call this doctor. Uh, Dr. Cooper, she, she's gone through the chemotherapy, she's also going through him, um, and we think she, he had a big hand in helping her recover. So I called you guys, came down here, and that's when he, you said, hey, I know you, you're the speed runner guy. Um, <laughs> and so it was comfortable right away because we had some 
common ground. Yeah. But to me, in my in my profession, loyalty is everything. So if if Kyle, who's one of my guys, says you need to make this call, I'd even think about it twice about it. So I made the call. Yeah. But once I got here and sat in front of you guys and saw what was going down down here, I thought it was perfect for my dad. Yeah. Because of his age, number one. Number two, he's a people person. I think one of the things you guys do here that we talked about culture one day and how you create culture in different companies. The culture you guys have here is, is unbelievable. You come in here and you feel like you're with family. Yeah. Um, you meet different people every time you're here. We're here three times a week. My dad looks forward to coming here. Yeah. He's upset if we don't get to come here, right? <laughs> so, uh, you know, and he says, well, how long am I going to have Dr. Cooper? And I said, for life. Yeah. For as long as you want to be there. And he, he's excited about that. He actually apologized to your dad one day when he said, do I don't get to come here anymore? When he started his chemotherapy and, and your dad says, of course you got to come here. We're not, you're not getting rid of us that easily. So uh, I think that culture you guys have uh, have created here is kind of what we try to do at Speedburners too, like have a real big family atmosphere. Yeah. And we all take care of our own kind of thing. So yeah. when Kyle said pick up the phone, I picked up the phone. I was in the car when I called you. Yeah. It was that quick. That's cool. Yeah. yeah I like to how, so when your dad's here, he just like literally interacts with everyone. Yeah. Like, everyone is so excited to see Henry. They're like, oh my gosh, Henry. Like, Well, your dad calls him Dr. Henry now. So <laughs> I think he's part of the staff. Yeah, it's so funny. Like literally every every intern, every other practice member, like that's their favorite person to talk to. Yeah. And it's, it's so fun. And yeah. I, that is definitely what we tried to build here was that type of atmosphere where it's a place that when you're having fun and yeah. you can heal, like it's much easier to heal. Sure, for sure, hundred percent. Because the stress isn't there, right? You know, and, and he always says it's not like walking into a regular doctor's office where there's white coats and they say, "Sit right there, and we'll call you when we're ready." Right. You know, I mean, there's interaction here, and and honestly, because of my chiropractor that I've gone to for twenty five years, it's a different setup. Honestly, when I came in here, I go, "Can it work in the open thing?" air here with everybody it doesn't have to be private but it works it works really well yeah and so i think it's probably a certain type of client that wants that too i think some people want privacy right but here everybody loves it it's a, it's a really neat atmosphere yeah i think like the people that come here really want the education piece sure. definitely and i think that's for us that's why we have it in that open room so that it's easier to educate and inspire yeah. but um but yeah your dad's definitely one that inspires a lot of people yeah. so that yeah. is always fun so um, I kind of want to hear like, what is a difference, this is kind of changing gears a little, what is like a difference you see with someone that really excels under like one of your athletes that really gets to the top versus guys that are just kind of average? Like what's the thing that sets those people apart for you? What are the things you see in well, that? Well, it depends on the maturity of the athlete in my program. See, I don't take young kids. Yeah. I really don't. I don't take them unless they're 13 and above for the simple fact that he or she hasn't physically matured enough yet to actually apply force to gain speed. Yeah. I tell parents all the time, I'd just be stealing your money because it becomes babysitting for me and I'm a coach. So, I mean, there's plenty of other places they could go to, Yeah. Um, but to me it's not challenging. And if I'm not making your, your son better, then I'm yeah. just taking your money. So right. there's a maturity factor involved in both you know men and women. Um, but what I find with my athletes is I'm blessed, number one, that I get pretty good athletes because there's a financial commitment, there's a time commitment, there's a parent behind that athlete that brings them to me. Right. right. Um, but there's different sorts of athleticism. There's different sorts of work ethic. Yeah. Um, to me, you have to put in the work because it's extremely hard. It's not for everybody. My program is not for everybody, number right. one. Uh, number two, there's I have a lot of pros, right? And everyone says, what's it like coaching a pro? Well, they're elite level athletes. That's how they're categorized, right? But yeah. I also have elite level athletes at the high school and college college uh, levels too 
and this is how I define it. So as a coach, I have to give you as an athlete um, information process, yeah. okay? You in turn have to take that information, uh, process it, and apply it. Yeah. So with a, a say an average athlete, it may there may be a little disconnect in between the the the, ins, the processing information and then applying it how you want it to be applied. Yeah. With an elite level athlete like a pro, they get it. Yeah. So it's a lot easier, but it's a lot, a lot challenging. More challenging because we're we're bumping up levels. But I have kids that are high school level athletes that get it right away too. Yeah. You know, so that's just there's where coaching comes in in terms of patience and stuff like that. Where yeah. You know, they and it happens in every sport. Yeah. Um, but some just genetically have it and are able to do it. It's like the right. kid who can go to MIT versus the kid who goes to a normal school. I'm not yeah. going to say names, <laughs> like I went to. But it, it, that's a difference in athletes. It's, it, all the kids I have work hard. That, that's a staple of what we have to do. They come in knowing it's going to be hard. Yeah. It's grasping that and, and bumping them up levels to get to the point where they need to be to compete and have it transfer over to their sport. Yeah. And so, and get to peak speed, I guess. I think, I think this is kind of a conversation we were having a couple weeks ago, kind of about, so it sounds to me kind of like the ability to take the correction, adapt and implement it pretty fairly quickly is kind of what you'd say a big difference. Right. And then I think someone said you have, I think it was in book outliers or something that you have to repeat things 10,000 times before it becomes memory or muscle memory. And I don't believe in that. I think everyone's different. Yeah. I've had people that can do it right away, but the repetitive training, the repetitive drill is what's going to make it what we call muscle memory where he or she just does it on their field of play because through the training, it gives them that. Yeah. And that's where, the program has to pay off. It has to transfer over or we're wasting our time. Right. And so it, it's every athlete that has that certain thing to do. But there's also things you can do to make it easier in terms of drilling it and, and, and troubleshooting things that, that they really have a problem on and creating a drill for it as well. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of funny. I mean, there's like just more and more we talk, I see the similarities. Because like with us, when we're correcting the spine, we're, we're making an adjustment to put the bone back where it needs to go so the nervous system can work like it's supposed yeah. to. And then over time, the body realizes like that's what the correct thing is supposed to be, and then it functions better. Right. But it's funny because that's kind of like what you're doing with speed and with these drills to get your body to know like this is how I'm supposed to do this. Right. And um, so this is always fun to me to see those kind of similarities. Yeah, I think you have to teach the body that. I mean, I'm not a doctor, but I know that God gave us great immune systems, but they can also shut down if we don't know how. To, to make them work properly, right? And yeah. we need people like you guys to, to show people that that's the way. And I'm fortunate in my job, I get to dress like this every day. We joke about this all the time. <laughs> exactly. um, and you know, I'm out in the sun all day, so I get my vitamin D and I'm pretty healthy. Yeah. But other people who are working, sometimes two, three jobs, they don't have time to do that. They don't understand their bodies. Right. And there's no way to work it. So a place like this is what everybody should come to if they have the opportunity to to learn about their bodies because no one teaches us about our bodies right we have to learn that through whether it's athletics or or medical or whatever field we're in we learn that if we're fortunate enough to learn that from people then that's good but probably 99 percent of the population doesn't right they don't have that luxury yeah so and that's definitely something that we like to do is to educate kind of we want to be like a coach on the health part of it and i was just talking with a practice member yesterday about that she was saying like i don't know what to do it was a mom that had a, a younger boy, he was like in second grade and super cute kid, but she's like, you know, I know some of these things, but I don't know everything. And that's kind of like what we really thrive on is that kind yeah. of person yeah. that we can help guide and, and get them to where they really want to be. Yeah. Yeah. So, so uh, another thing I wanted to ask you about was like, you've got a lot of really cool stories of different athletes you've had. Mm-hmm. 
So what's like a cool one, like maybe of one of the people that you've brought in to us that, that you saw a need that they needed some extra help with their health and like different stories you have about that. Um, well, I do, a lot of my guys are more, are, are football guys. Right. That's the majority of my, my clientele are, but yeah. um, when they get to the highest levels of college football and you play college football, you understand, or, or NFL, the collisions are pretty brutal. Right. So, you know, there's a lot of CTE out there that people are talking about that no one has a cure for. And it's a horrible thing, especially with some of these NFL guys that have taken their own lives because they don't know what's going on. So I have a I have a kid that, you know, well now, Jeremy Nichols, who's a running back at uh, here at Santa Marita, Boise State. And now he's with the Tennessee Titans. And for about five weeks, he kept coming and saying, gosh, coach, my right side of my head's pounding like I have a migraine. Mm-hmm. And I kept saying, you need to come see Dr. Cooper. Yeah. I'm good. You know, the guys think they can get through everything. No, I'm good, I'm right. good, I'm good. Then it finally got to the point where it just was bugging him. And so I forced him basically to come in here. Just go to go talk to him. And I called you and he came to talk to you. And in the first day, that headache was gone. Yeah. Now, I'm not going to step out of uh, line talking about your dad's uh, concussion protocol, but it's it's unbelievable. Um, and he's been coming here ever since. Yeah. But that was it. That You know, when you're a running back and you're running into 320-pound guys who run 4-6, it's a collision. It's, it's, yeah. it's not a contact sport. It's a collision sport. So um, that's something that everybody needs. Everybody doesn't have. Yeah. But um, that's a that's a bad thing. I mean, hockey hides their concussions because they don't want it out in front. You know, right. football's obvious. Soccer's a real bad one, too. But if we can find some protocol like you guys have, that yeah. makes it a lot easier on a lot of athletes. And so, right. That was the reason we brought him in here, and you know he loves coming in here as well. Yeah. And he brought in his friends, and and so it just kind of trickled down. But you know, if it doesn't work, then it's a waste of our time. Right. But which is why I bring as many people as I can through here because I've seen the miracles that you guys have worked, um, and we all want our friends and family to be healthy, right? Yeah. So. Definitely, and that's that's really what we like a lot is that you do that and you help build like your tribe of people and. It, it is meaningful for us that that you take that initiative to bring like like you've got so much family and friends here now that's it's so cool to do and that's how we designed a lot of this is we wanted that we wanted once you're healthy for yourself you want to be healthy for your family and all the people around you Absolutely. and you want all the people around you to to really level up and to get better and um, it's so cool to see like you know that was our goals to set out and now we see that happening yeah. it's really fun for us yeah. Yeah. Well, I think word of mouth is the best marketing tool. Yeah. I've never, ever advertised anything other than buying a little ad in the program, business <laughs> card ad, which don't work. Right. right. You don't get any of that. But but if, if you're good enough in what you do, people are going to want you yeah. to come there. They're going to want to share that. So, and I think that's, I, I've seen it in the five months here, how many people are coming through here and, and just snowballing for you, which is great. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And that's really what we want is we want to be able to, to take that to more and more people, get more and more people well, let them know that there's something different, Yeah. that they don't have to be stuck in what's not working. Absolutely. And that's what, that's what energizes me definitely is to help get that message out and help people know that there's something else they yeah, can do. For sure. So what do you think would be like the most important thing you'd be telling a young athlete that wants to know like, hey, you know, here's a big time speed coach what's like something like a little pearl you could give them that would be like this is something that you should do or you should look into to to get better how young like a high school kid yeah um basically like anything you do whether it's um golf wrestling tennis whatever get the fundamentals down learn how to run 
because most people don't know how to run. Yeah. Every athlete who's come through, even my pro athletes come through me, we go through an evaluation, and I teach them how to run because they don't know how to run. Right. They get away with it because genetically they're just so much better than everybody. Yeah. But very few people know how to run properly. Yeah. That's the number one thing. If you can find someone to do that to you, teach you that, that's what you need to yeah. get that body moving efficiently, right? Right. So we're not having hamstring problems and knee problems and hip flexor problems and ankle problems because our gait's off, right? Yeah. Um, and so that's the very first thing, fundamental. Like with the young kids, we, we I take, and I don't want people to think that I don't like young kids. <laughs> I take them in our in our camps that we do yeah. and it becomes that fundamental teach. Right. Okay, but but if you took a young kid and you just drilled that over and over and over again, they wouldn't, they wouldn't have any fun with it. Right. You know, um, and so to me, with little kids, I, I tell parents all the time, just bring them to the park, let them run, let them figure out their bodies. That's yeah. what we did when we grew up, right? right? But when they get to a certain time when they can actually drive the steering wheel, drive the car, and yeah. you, you teach them how to hit the gas pedal, turn the steering wheel, right. and, now that, and they can take it and really teach it themselves at 13, 14, in my case, that's when you know they can have that speed coming. But fundamentals are everything in any sports you have. You yeah. just gotta learn the fundamentals of it. Learn how to run properly cool. if you can. Nice. I think another thing you and I talked about too was a kind of mindset and like the athlete or the industrial athlete taking responsibility for themselves instead of it being a parent kind of pushing it on the kid. I know we've talked about that a lot. Do you have any like comments on like what do you think a a kid's role in that mindset or like their willingness to kind of get better? What do you kind of think about that? Well, there's kids are different nowadays. Yeah. Right. There's a, I don't know what, People, the millennials say, quit, quit blaming it on us, it's not us anymore. But they're just different. I was a football coach for 20 years, and, and when I first started, you told the kids to run to the wall, and they would do it, and they'd ask you later. Now a kid questions everything. Um, right. They want that, it's that social media world we live in where they want that instant gratification. I don't want to work for it, I just want it now, um, you know, sort of thing. So, And that's not every kid. That's right. just, the majority of the kids are like that. I'm telling you, even in high school, you may have out of 50 man roster you may have 10 guys that'll just run through the wall the other guys want to know why yeah um and so for me i i when i when i'm evaluating a, a, an athlete i'm really evaluating the parent right so if the parents are on board then i know the kid will be yeah so i don't have problems with those kids with me in my private company but when i was coaching there were a bunch of them yeah and as a head track coach you know you get 100 200 kids a bunch of them are like that and i right. to me i'm not gonna you come to me ready to work. I'm not going to say, come on, Scotty. Okay, you got to do a good job. <laughs> if I have to do that, then you're not. I'm not for you. Yeah. Right? So um, they have to bring their lunch pail. And if they do that, then we're going to have success. Yeah. And if a kid doesn't want to do that, then you know what? There's probably other programs that can fit you. I'm just right. not going to fit for you. Yeah. And that's just a nice way of saying it. Yeah. And that's, that's another thing that I really liked about the things we've talked about is like, I feel like both you and your company and us with, and with our company we kind of, we stick to our values, right? So we use what's called a doorman principle. It's like, if someone doesn't match our values, they're not allowed in. Right. Because it's a lot easier to not let someone in than if someone's inside your club going nuts. Yeah. It's way harder to go pull them out. Yeah, and, and I think that that's something that both of us are like very clear on is like, we know what we want to do, like who we want to work with, the type of people. Right. And we help guide them if they're not there. Yeah. You know, like maybe this other option is better for you. But I love that, that it's like, I'm not gonna change who I am because this person wants something else. We can't be everything to everyone. Well, and they, to heal, they have to want to heal. They have to, they exactly. have to do it. You guys can't hold their hands through it. You know? Right. And that's, it's the water inside the sink that ships it, right? Yeah. So, stay out there and just go somewhere else, right? Right. Um, otherwise it becomes hand-holding and 
I don't think anybody anybody worth their salt has time for that. Right. Yeah. Cool. Um, so what other things have you seen like in our office that have just inspired you or that's been like really fun, fun for you when you're here? Cause you, you do get to come in and hang out and yeah. with, with your dad when he gets adjusted, like what things have been fun for you here? Um, well, we talked about your culture here, um, seeing people from the past, coach Coates back there and you renewing old friendships and stuff, but just the atmosphere, just the, the way you guys run things here and, and how your dad is with little kids here. I mean, um, it's different. It's different. And it's not fake. You might think it's fake, but it's not fake. It's genuine. Um, and so I, I, I'm an observer. I come in and I observe things a lot. Yeah. Um, and so I do that. I'll sit on that bench, pretend I'm on my phone, but I'm looking and watching and seeing how people do. Even the, even the doctors you have, they all have their, their separate um, ways of doing things, but it's all cut from the same mold that you guys want. Yeah. Where they're effective, but they're having fun in the process. And, and a lot of people in the old days said you couldn't do that, but that's not true. You can have fun yeah. and work hard. Right. Right. In fact, your dad was at my training two weeks ago and had a parent come up saying, you know, I saw my kid talking too much. I'm like, you know, that's fine. Let me coach. We want them to have fun. They're getting their work in. But he wasn't used to that type of atmosphere. He was used yeah. to, this is what we're going to do. And that's not how we do it here. But yeah. these kids are getting working. Trust me. You know, and that's kind of what you guys do here. Right? Yeah. I mean, so. And. and Yesterday was real busy. Your dad's like, hey, it's all right. You know, you wait a couple minutes. Like, yeah, fine. Yeah. You know, but no one here, most doctor officers are saying, gosh, come on. I'm not going to wait any longer. Everyone's chill here. Everyone's like, okay, we'll just wait till he's ready. Yeah. And you very rarely do you guys run be like behind schedule, but that happens. But yesterday there was no tension here at all. They yeah. all they're all willing to wait their turn. Yeah. And that says something about how you guys do things. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Well, this was really fun. Like, it's literally like, as if we were just recording us talking normally. Yeah. Cause yeah. We normally just Hopefully it comes out. across that way. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. yeah, normally we're just hanging out and talking. But yeah, thank you so much for Absolutely. this. It was really fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, check them out. So Speed Burners. Um, my brother is going there now. And I swear that, like, he and I were talking about it the other night. Like, out of all the training he's done, I feel like what he's done with you, I've seen the biggest difference in him in such a short amount of time yeah it's been huge it's, and and he's not he's not the greatest gifted athlete like the pros i have right that he's had to work really hard and even when the kids on his own team are like what the heck happened to him yeah you know but that's a testament to him coming and working hard three days a week right you know he's always there unless he's sleeping in which happens <laughs> a lot but, you know but yeah no i'm proud of david he's done a really really good job there yeah awesome okay. well thank you so much that was You're really welcome. fun and uh, I'll see you next week. <laughs>